all things New Orleans Saints. This is Who Dat Discussion. Who dat? Who dat? Who dat? Who dat? Who dat? Say they gon' be them Saints. Powered by Overtime Media. Hello and welcome back into another edition of the Who Dat Discussion. As always, my name is Andrew and we are coming at you from the Vivid Seats studio. Use promo code OVERTIME in the Vivid Seats mobile app to save up to $100 on all ticket purchases. So the Saints will be coming out of the bye next week to face their rivals, the Atlanta Falcons, as we are going to continue here on Falcons Hate Week here on this Thursday night as we are recording. So now the Saints obviously are going to look forward to the second half of the season. What are they going to do after a 7-1 and start? Really great start, obviously, missing Drew Brees for five games and coming in and going 5-0 and in those five games is obviously really big. Teddy Bridgewater did a big thing. Really, the Saints were galvanized after this injury and did such a great job. So you've got to give them a ton of credit. But now we're past that. Now Drew Brees is back. Alvin Kamara is going to come back. Jared Cook's going to come back. Draquan Smith's going to come back. Now you're trying to put all this stuff together. And we'll see what happens here. The Falcons and the Saints pull our opposite seasons, pull our opposite records. Saints having seven win and one loss. The Falcons have one win and seven losses. Saints have won six straight games. Falcons have lost six straight games. Completely different seasons. The Falcons look extremely lost. At this point of their season, they've gotten awful coaching by Dan Quinn. You have Matt Ryan injured, may or may not play in this game. We'll have to see that when more injury report comes out, and we'll see what happens on Sunday. It probably will be a game-time decision because you don't really want, if you're the Falcons, you don't want the Saints to just say, okay, Matt Ryan's playing, or okay, Matt Schwab, Schwab's playing. Excuse me. Um, you want to just keep both open so the Saints have to prepare for both. So we're probably not going to know until game time or maybe Saturday, but we don't know if he's going to play or not. You have guys like Ido Smith is definitely going to be out. Mohamed Sanu is out of here with now with the Patriots as they traded him away. And now what's kind of left of this Falcons team, this core of the team, it's just not much. You have Julio Jones. He, you got to give him credit. He's still balling out with uncertainty around him because there's really nothing that this Falcons ha- this team has right now. You really have a poor offensive line, a poor defensive line, and that's where you win games. You win games with the offensive line and defensive line. Bad coaching, as I said before. And how, how is this team going to beat the Saints? And that's kind of what we'll get into as the Saints definitely, I think, have an edge. I think most people would say that, but it's still a division game. Upsets are possible. So we'll get into all of that ahead. As usual, we'll start with our notes, then go into our intriguing matchups, and then finish off with our group-by-group preview here. So starting off with our notes, the Saints are obviously on a six-game winning streak coming off the bye. It's going to be very interesting. We'll see what happens. They're 8-2 and two, um, off the bye since 2009, which is obviously really good. And you got to give them a ton of credit there. you got to give Sean Payton a ton of credit because in the beginning of his career as a head coach with the Saints, he did struggle. Coming back now 8-2 since 09 is obviously really big. So you got to give him credit where credit is due. The Falcons are coming off six straight losses, 1-7 as we said before. And you have Matt Ryan questionable as we said before as well. The Saints are obviously getting healthy as you have Kamara coming back, as I said, Cook, P-Rob, Trey Kwan, Josh Hill coming back. And you, this is probably the mo- the closest you're going to get to 100% the rest of the year for the Saints, and you got to give that, obviously, a lot of weight. We'll see what this team can do at 100%. I don't really know what they can do yet. I don't think a lot of people know what they're really fully capable of. We saw what they were capable of with 60% healthy when they played the Bears, and they destroyed them. Then you saw them a little healthier last week, and they completely destroyed, or two weeks ago, completely destroyed the Cardinals. So we'll really see what happens here. 
it's going to be really interesting to see a full 100% Saints team. And I just think it's sky's the limit for this team. And, I mean, you'll see what I say later in the prediction, but I just don't see how this team loses to this Falcons team who is, they're not even at 50%, they're at like 20%, the way that they're playing. Because you look at their roster, it's not a bad roster. You're looking at it like you have talent there. They just cannot put it together in any stretch of the imagination. So we'll obviously get into that, but obviously that is really big. Saints are 100% healthy. Then you're, you're still moving over to Mike Thomas, who's been this huge MVP candidate for the Saints this year after getting a huge con- contract. He still leads the league after a bye week in receptions and yards. That says a lot. And I, I think, obviously, they're going to put uh, Trufant on him, and we'll see what happens with that. I think Mike Thomas probably will have no trouble, but I think it's going to be really interesting with that. I think Traquan Smith coming back is going to be very interesting as, looking at it, he's going to probably be that second target. Him and Cook, obviously, will probably share that role, so it's going to be interesting to see what they're going to be able to do and what they're um, going to be able to create with Drew Brees there, and really you're 100%. So we'll see exactly what happens. They're going to have the rookie Isaiah Oliver on him, but again, I just think that's going to be interesting. You still have to get in there in the fold, which is going to be another. I, I just I think now the Saints at back 100% healthy. I can see why they didn't get a receiver. The answer is hopefully in the building, and if it's not, then there are still some free agents out there. You could always get Des Bryant, um, guys like that. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to get into Antonio Brown. That's kind of just the taboo word lately, and I think it should be the taboo word of what happened today. So we're not going to get into him, but those are obviously options that we all have to look forward to or look at. Not really look forward to, but look at at least. So that's really interesting. The Falcons, they're coming up. I, I just, again, I, you obviously have Dan Quinn, and you have a lot of guys calling for his job. I 100% get that because he's just done an awful job. And I, I just don't understand what he's been able – really, he's done as really the coach, he's done a lot, and this year just nothing, which is it's it's kind of it's puzzling. So it's obviously something they got to look forward to as well. You have Cam Jordan controlling this defensive line here for the Saints, eight sacks. He's got more sacks than the Falcons do their entire team. So I think that was obviously an interesting sack. The Saints are fifth in defense. The Falcons are 24th in defense. So when looking at that, that just shows the difference. Some first of all, the Saints are a top five defense, as I said before. You got to give that. Just a praise to Dennis Allen and Sean Payton, which is really interesting. And the Saints now with Drew Brees back there, I think they'll probably be a top five offense as well. So you have top five defense, top five offense. That means a lot of good things for this Saints team. And again, I just think the Saints, looking at really every stat, they're just much better than the Falcons. And the Falcons stats aren't awful. Look, I know they're 24th in defense and that's not good, but their offense is in the top 10. And they probably shouldn't be as Stats-wise, they don't look as bad as they actually are. But that just shows why stats don't show everything, and they really only have the story. This team, they have a lot of garbage, really. Half of their games, really, when you're looking at it, a quarter, at least a quarter of the, the time of their games has been garbage time, which has obviously helped their offense, their defense. Then you have the offense taking uh, their gas off the, the pedal off the gas, excuse me, there. So that's obviously big, too. So when it comes back to all that, that's kind of what you're looking at when it comes to this defense and this offense for the Falcons. They've gotten out coached, they've gotten out man, they've gotten outclassed in a lot of these games, especially lately, which is very, very, it's extremely worrying if you're a Falcons fan or you, you are a coach for the Falcons, player for the Falcons. So in this six-game uh, losing streak, first of all, they started the season losing. Then they won against the Eagles, 24-20, good win. They were able to close it out, good job. And then they lost a close game against the Colts. Then they lost 24-10, to got outclassed against the, t- the Titans. They gave 50 points to the Texans, bad. Barely lost to the Cardinals, and then on a mixed extra point, and then you get completely your blown, your doors blown off you by the Rams at home, and then another home game, you get your doors blown off against the Seahawks. 
game looked a lot closer than it was. So it's now trouble. Very, very troubling. During the bye week, they did reshuffle some coaches, didn't fire any coaches. It's going to obviously have something they're going to look at. They do have a lot of division games in a row. They got five in a row. Saints got four in a row. They got five. Play the Saints twice. They play the Panthers twice, and they play the Bucks in the middle. But, again, I, I just don't see how this Falcons team is going to come up and do some damage here. I just I just don't see it. So, yeah, they could have probably helped the Saints, especially in that stretch against the Panthers. They play them twice. Maybe they can kind of win for them. But, that, I mean, look, they have the talent, but they just have put nothing together. So I think that's going to be interesting to look at there. So before we get into our intriguing matchups and our group-by-group preview, here's a word from our sponsors over at Vivid Seats. Vivid Seats is the top source for tickets for the events you want to go to. You can sort by price or look for seats in the section or row of your choice all in the Vivid Seats mobile app. To make things even better, Vivid Seats now has a loyalty program that allows fans to earn credit back. This is called Vivid Seats Rewards. Go to the App Store or the Google Play Store and download the Vivid Seats app today. Fans are automatically enrolled in the Vivid Seats Rewards program for free. Every purchase is backed by a 100% buyer guarantee. From the biggest concerts, end games to the hottest theater shows and more, Vivid Seats has it all. Download the app and join the Vivid Seats Rewards program today. And when it's time to buy, new users enter the promo code OVERTIME at checkout to receive a discount up to $100. It really is a great program, a really great app. So definitely check Vivid Seats out. They really know what they're doing. And I always go there when I'm looking for Saints tickets or obviously other tickets in the New York area. It's just really a good place to go. So now we are going to move over to our intriguing matchups. Starting with our first matchup, it's going to be AK versus Deion Jones, Debo, or the rest of the Atlanta Falcons linebackers here. It's going to be the return of AK. It's, it's, this is obviously going to be a big matchup. It always has been since these two teams played. It's really been back and forth, which is, to me, really interesting when looking at it for um, these two teams and really how they played. Um, Jones has missed a lot of the year, but he's back now, so he's obviously going to be a little of a force to be reckoned with or a big force to be reckoned with. He's a great player. So you got to give him a ton of credit and you got to give him credit where credit is due. But Alvin Kamara coming back from his injury, he's all fresh and, and, and the Saints didn't rush him back, which I think is big. So now he's a hundred percent. So I think right now, who would I take in this matchup? I think it's going to be back and forth. I, I think Kamara is going to win his um, reps. I think Debo is going to win his reps probably, but I think Kamara will be a factor in this game. And I think that the Saints will be able to control their offensive, the line of scrimmage, especially on offense. And then they'll be able to win this matchup against the run and then against the pass as well. I think Breeze will get his matchups. Maybe it won't be against Debo. Maybe it will be against other guys because I, I just don't see how they're going to be able to stop all these weapons. The Saints have Kamara. They have Thomas. They're going to have Traquan, Cook. Just too many guys. So how are you going to be able to stop all these guys? I just don't see them stopping them. And that, again, I think it says a lot about where the Saints are on offense and where Atlanta is on defense, and they just had they can't get to the quarterback. So if you can't get to the quarterback, you can't stop the run. How are you going to stop all these weapons, and especially the class of weapons that are Kamara and Thomas? How, how is that going to happen? Yes, they have Deion Jones. But besides Deion Jones, you got no one. So if you're going to be able to, especially um, if you're going to be able to get those right uh, matchups, if, if it's not with Kamara, especially with Kamara, but if not, then you're, you're still going to have great matchups for the tight end and I think for the, the wide receivers as well. Again, I, I think Kamara is going to be able to kind of get his get his worth, get his um, stats, definitely hopefully have a big impact onto this game, 
But I don't think he's going to have, like, the biggest game ever, especially coming back. I think you're still going to see Murray get carries, and you're still going to see Murray play. But I think Kamara, 100%, I think he's going to be able to get his worth, and he'll be able to do what he does best in this one. Our second matchup, sticking with kind of just some really good player matchups, player matchups that happened in the past, we have Mike Thomas versus Desmond Trufant. Mike Thomas, really, in every game against the Falcons, he gets up, and he gets up to play for this game. And he's going to come up big in this one. I think he will crush Trufant. I don't think it will be close against Trufant. And then also in this matchup, I want to look at the other side. And I want to see what Marshawn Lattimore does against Julio, which obviously Lattimore has been able to have. He had the bub pick in the first game and that they played in 2017, or the high-profile game, I should say, they played in 2017. Last year, they were able to stop him. They got the, the Julio kind of helicopter play. So I think it's going to be really interesting to see what they do this year against Julio to make kind of Lattimore make a play or against Julio. Again, I think Julio will get his worth, especially I think this could be a garbage-time game. So... I could see the Saints or Julio picking up yards against the Saints late, but again, I, I just think Lattimore. Look, he's playing at the top of his game. He's got all the momentum, and Julio's been playing well too. But I think Lattimore will stop him. Look, will Lattimore stop him to one catch, ten yards? Probably not. But if it's six catches for seventy-five yards and no touchdowns, that's a win, and I think that's definitely a possibility for the Saints and Lattimore. So I think I think Lattimore will win this matchup. I think Michael Thomas won that matchup. And look, obviously their skills, I think, will obviously play a big part in that. But I just think that Sean Payton, I think that's just the other skill position players are so much better for the Saints. I, I, I just think that these guys will be able to get isolated and make plays. And I, I think it will be big for the Saints there. And then our third and final matchup is going to be Drew Brees and the Saints offensive line versus the Falcons' lackluster front seven, who's just, it's just been dreadful this year. Only seven sacks. And, I, again, I, I just think this, you got to pencil this in there because if the Falcons are going to win this game, then they're going to have to get probably at least three, four sacks and almost <laughs> put up their total by, like, 50%. And, and, and that's what they're going to have to do. Will it happen? I don't think so. You, have, you do have talent there. You have Tack McKinley. You have Grady Jarrett up front. You have Vic Beasley, but they just haven't played good. I mean, Grady Jarrett does have three sacks from the defensive tackle position, so you got to give him kind of credit there. But Tack McKinley, it's been nothing. Vic Beasley has one and a half sacks. You have technically has a half a sack. Just nothing. It's just nothing from these guys. Tyler Davidson, former Saint, got nothing. So, and it's not like he was not, but he was supposed to be in there for run defense, but still, he's got nothing. He's had not so good of a season. Malcolm Brown has been a huge upgrade for the Saints. So, again, I just think that when looking at this um, front seven for the Falcons, they just got nothing. And it, it, it's tough to obviously say that they obviously have nothing, and I'm just putting out sack totals, but they just look sluggish. They look kind of older. They look like they have no motor. So, it, it, you know, you got, I'm going to take the Saints. Obviously, I'll take the Saints great off of the line compared to their just not-so-good defensive line. But if they're going to win this game, they're going to need the defensive line for the Falcons. they got to step up. So we'll see what happens there. There's still a lot more matchups for the Saints. I mean, look, if I'm going to put, like, a kind of a bonus one, I think stopping Austin Cooper could be really big. He's had a great year so far, and Charles Clay for the Cardinals had three catches for 88 yards against the Saints. So I think the Saints also have to look at that as well. But that's kind of just like a bonus. So, again, I think the Saints are in good shape for this one, and I think that when looking at it, they're going to probably win a lot of these matchups. And I think just I – don't, I don't see the Falcons beating the Saints. The Cardinals, who were not a bad team, they almost beat the 49ers, and they got blown out by the Saints. So – what do you think the Falcons are going to do who are just in this tailspin and the coach can't get the players to play for him and it looks like he lost the locker room and, I mean, they have talent, but I just don't see it. I can see another blowout in the cards for this one. Now moving over to our group-by-group 
preview here. And as we do this, as always, we're just going to see which group has the edge here. The Saints or the Falcons. We'll start off with quarterbacks. We'll end with our special teams and coaching. So starting off with QB, Drew Brees versus Matt Ryan, or if it's Drew Brees versus Matt Schwab, it doesn't really matter to me. I am picking Drew Brees. Again, Brees to me is definitely in the upper, the elite echelon of QBs. Matt Ryan is an average to above average QB. I'll say above average. I'll, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. He did have an MVP season. But again, that was an anomaly. Hasn't done anything since. Matt Schwab is just a backup. I, I, I just don't see the Saints losing in this category. I think Breeze is probably going to show it again against a, a not-so-good um, defense for the Falcons. So I think the Saints will be able to show out, hopefully get this win, and hopefully Drew Breeze will get to show out and just have another solid game come back from the injury. And I think he'll have the time in the pocket to pick him apart. I'm expecting a big game from Drew. Probably three touchdowns, hopefully no picks. So I'm expecting a big one from him. Moving over to the skill position players, I do think this is a little closer, but I'm going to go with the Saints again. Alvin Kamara and um, Latavius Murray is better than Devontae Freeman and Ido Smith. Ido Smith probably won't even play, so that's Kenyon Barner then. I'll take our running back duo. I'll take Kamara over Freeman. I'll take Latavius Murray, whoever the second Falcons running back is. I'll take Mike Thomas over Julio. And then Calvin Ridley is where they really get the edge. Austin Hooper had a great year, but he gets a lot of his stuff in garbo, uh, garbage time as well. So, again, I think the Saints have the top two players in the skill position. I think, And that's saying a lot because the Falcons do have skill position players. You want to give them one, one consolation to them. They have a lot of good skill position players. And I still think the Saints right now, they do have the edge. It's a small edge. I think if the Falcons had Sanu, I'd take the Falcons here, but they don't. So, again, I, I think the Saints, when looking at you, have the best receiver, Mike Thomas, an MVP-type player. It's not like Julio's. He's been good, great this year, but he's just not been at the Mike Thomas level. Calvin Ridley's also been good, and he's been able to definitely have production in a down year for the Falcons. 33 catches, 443 yards, and four touchdowns. Halfway through the year, that's not bad. He's going to probably end up with 900 um, yards, with eight touchdowns, 60 catches. That's a good year, especially for a number two. But, again, it's just... I'll take Mike Thomas, who's going to probably end up breaking records. And then behind him, I think Traquan Smith is going to po probably have a pretty big game. Same with Ted Ginn. And they have Jared Cook coming back. They just have all this depth. And I, I, and I always have Latavius Murray, who the Falcons don't really have a player like him. So, again, I, I just think the Saints will be able to take that edge. And I think they do have the edge in the skill position. I think they'll be able to kind of isolate players. and the coaches, they'll be able to outcoach the Falcons. So I think all that's going to bode well for the Saints. Offensive line, I'll take the Saints as well. Look, the Saints five of Armstead, Pete, Eric McCoy, and then we'll go over the right side with Larry Walford and then Ryan Ramchek. Just, I think they're a top five O-line, and they've cut down on the penalties. They're playing really good complementary football right now, and they've been able to be good against the run, be good against the pass. They've just been really good right now. And look, looking at their offensive line, it really just – Look, they've given up 22 sacks, which is bottom five in the league, and that's obviously not so good. And they've also lost guys to injury, and it's just all compiling into just a, kind of a nightmare for this Falcons team. And when looking at it, you have Jake Matthews at left tackle, who's, look, he's not a bad left tackle, but then you have James Carpenter, who's going to be questionable. Alex Mack, good center. Jamon Brown is just not so good. You have Chris Lindstrom on IR, and then Caleb McGarry here, but... It's just they haven't been able to put it together. They have no cohesiveness, and that's kind of just kind of like the death of that group here, and I think the Saints are just classes ahead of them there. So before we get into our defensive half of our group-by-group group preview, we are going to hear a word from our sponsors at my bookie. November, 
one of the great sports months of the year. Of course, you got the Saints, but all of the college hoops, NBA, golf, racing, you name it. My bookie is the place to get in on the action. If you're the kind of guy who likes to bet a little and win a lot, try a parlay. For instance, if you like a couple of big favorites this week, parlays are perfect because they let you bet multiple games together for a much bigger payout. If you join right now, MyBookie will match your deposit halfway all the way up to $1,000. That means if you deposit $2,000, you get an extra $1,000 in free money to play with. Just use promo code OVERTIME to activate the offer. Once again, that's promo code OVERTIME to take advantage of MyBookie's generous sign-up offer. Visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. So welcome back into the Houdat discussion. And now we are going to get to our defensive group-by-group previews here for the Saints and Falcons. So starting off the defensive line, obviously I'm going to be taking the Saints in this one as Cameron Jordan has more sacks than the entire Atlanta Falcons line. That's saying something. And what I'm, what I'm getting to with the Falcons is that they, they do have talent. And coming into the year, people thought that they were going to be able to get sacks and definitely pr- provide pressure. It just hasn't happened. Tack McKinley is a no-show. Vic Beasley, who was once pro bowler, no-show. Grady Jarrett has been all right. Tyler Davidson has, hasn't been able to get to the quarterback, and really pressures haven't worked either. That's the same that they just don't have right now. They're just not up to it. They're just not up to the challenge, and especially against the Saints offensive line, I, I'd be vastly surprised if they got more than one sack because I, I just I just don't see it happening. The Saints, on the other hand, they've been able to get pressure, pressure, pressure this whole season, and I don't think that's going to stop against the Falcons. Falcons obviously don't have a good offensive line. Saints are going to compile that by having one of the best defensive lines in the league. Cameron Jordan obviously is going to probably show out, but then you have guys like Marcus Davenport, who's, I think, if the stats may not say as much as his play does. And then on the inside, you have Rankins. Onyemata's playing really good football. And also you have Trey Hendrickson also on the outside. And then it's just, it's it's been really good. And obviously you have Malcolm Brown in the middle, who's kind of just that um, unsung hero. He's been able to stop the run and do a lot of great stuff as well. So I'm going to take the Saints. They've been able to control the line of scrimmage for this defense, and that's been a huge point to the Saints winning here. It's been able to re- – it's been just been huge. It's been good for the back end because now you're able to only rush four and get to the QB, which is big, and, and obviously gives much more flexibility for Dennis Allen and his play calling. They're also playing good stunts and just – it's really – it's great communication. It's really good to see. When you watch the tape, you're just like, wow. They just took the next level from last year. So you got to give them a ton of credit for the defensive line. Moving over to the linebackers, this is actually going to be the only group that I pick the Falcons. I'll pick the Falcons here just on Deion Jones and how good he is. I think Deion Jones is better than Demario Davis, so that's why I'm going to give the kind of to the Falcons and and this group to the Falcons. AJ Klein has played very well, so maybe may, maybe that puts the Saints up to like a tie because he's definitely played better than any of the other linebackers for the Falcons. Again, I. I'll maybe say a push, maybe change my mind here and put a push, but Deion Jones can play, and he can wreck a game, and he could actually be a reason the Falcons upset the Saints. He can really do something. Number one, he's obviously made that pick on Drew Brees back in 2017, so you never know, maybe play like that happens. He makes acrobatic plays that can just switch momentum of the game. He's a good player, and you got to give him kind of a lot of credit, a lot of respect. Obviously, from LSU, the Saints know all about him. But I think, still, Demario Davis is a great player. 
and he's going to wreck this game. He's, he could also wreck the game. He could also make big plays, and obviously he's been a huge in the locker room for the Saints, and he's just been an overall, I think, better, more impactful. But on the field, I think Jones is a little bit better. That's kind of why I'll pick the Falcons here. But again, I, I think the Saints do. It's close. I think it's, again, very, very close, but I'll take the Saints. And then secondary, I think it's all the Saints. Saints have this one covered really big time. You have Lattimore is playing amazing football. Eli Apple playing amazing football. Lock down. Put the clamps on. Go to Lattimore Island. You're not coming back. It's been great. Um, what I'm going to say from this group is that they just got to keep playing just great football with good emotion and play with that great attitude that they play with. If they can keep on doing that, they're going to be doing some great things. I think the safeties with Von Bell, C.J. Garner-Johnson – P.J. Williams, to an extent, will have to stop. Austin Hooper, I think that's going to be a big thing for this team. But if they're able to do that, they're going to have a really good day. Again, I just don't see the Falcons really getting much done on offense or really on defense. I think this could be a really big game for the Saints and a blowout quickly. But, uh, I'll, I'll, again, I'll, I'll take the Saints secondary. Falcons secondary, it's just been another lackluster group. Drew Font's been all right. He's going to be questionable in this one. Isaiah Oliver has been all right, too. Just nothing amazing. And then Ricardo Allen, not so good. And then Camille Ishmael was in there for Keanu Neal, who went on IR again. He's then now their third with J.J. Wilcox also on IR. They really got nothing from the strong safety position. So, again, the Saints, um, they just got the upper hand there. The way Marcus Williams is playing, the way Von Bell is playing, another just edge for them. And then special teams and coaching. Again, I will take the Saints here. Special teams, again, the Falcons are running out. Yoho, Young Hoku and Ryan Allen, who just, again, Two punters that are just like, they're, they're kind of backups at this point. And the Saints are going out with all pros with um, Morstead and Pro Bowler with Lutz. So, again, I think the Saints have a huge edge there, especially in the, um, the coverage game as well. Saints with Hardy and all those guys, JT Gray. And then um, kick returner, punt returner. Deontay Harris, I think, is going to be ready to play. And I know he's had some struggles in the last few weeks, but he'll be back, and I think he'll have a really good return game in this one. I think he's better than Kenyon Barner. So for my prediction, I think the Saints will drop their first 40 burger of the season, maybe even worse. I'm going to go 42 to 24, and it could be worse, and I wouldn't be surprised, but I'll go. I think the Falcons probably will keep it close early, maybe in the first quarter, and then it will just explode. And I think the Saints will definitely kill this second half and really have a great game. I think Sean Payton's going to make adjustments. I just think the Saints are going to be able to win this one, and I'm expecting a big win. So with all that said, I think it's time to wrap up this podcast. If you haven't followed us on our various social media platforms and you want to and you like what we're doing here, you can follow us on Twitter at the Dis, on Instagram at Discussion, and then also you could subscribe to any of the places we are on for the podcast. That means iTunes, Spotify, all that fun stuff. We are on there. And also, if you want to send questions to us, you could send questions on Twitter and then also on email. On email, we are at thewhodatdis at gmail.com. So you could definitely send us there with all your questions and stuff like that. You could also leave them in Instagram, any place we are looking there as well. So, again, I think the Saints, during this Falcons heavy, I, I think the Saints are going to get the win. And, again, I, just don't, I don't think the Falcons have it. <laughs> I mean, they're just they're on a much lower class than the Saints. And coming into the season, they were all so pumped and ready to go, and they made that um, hype video with them, like the Ram knocking over the Saint. And then look what happened now. Karma can really hurt sometimes there. So, again, I'm thinking the Saints could win this one here. I'm really hoping that the Falcons are not just, like, due for a win, so they go in the dome, play really good, and win. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think the Saints have trap games. I don't think they'll have games like that. So I'm pretty confident that the Saints 
will get this victory. It's going to be a tough four-game stretch because they're all division games, and division games go anyway. But I, I think this one, I think the Falcons are the easily the worst in the NFC South, and I, th- I think this is this is the worst team the Saints have played to this point, just uh, looking at everything and previewing this game. So I think the Saints will be able to get the victory. So with all that said, I want to say thank you, finish the deal, and who dat?